Well, good morning, universe. Here we sit together at 5.30 in the morning on the 28th of February. My least favorite month to pronounce. February. February. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I've had a little time off, to say the least, from recording, because... Going to full-time was probably a mistake. Not that my life has been anything but fine to goddamn excellent in the month of February. I don't really know if I had... I had a clumsy day. Kind of a... Am I really going to have this drop as well as all the other things that I've broken today day? Um, but... My worst day in February would be my best day of the years 2016, 17, and 18, probably. Maybe not 18. Maybe not 17. Okay, let's go back to 14, 15, and 16 and say two of those three years. It was the kind of day that <clears throat> now uh, has... Uh, enough discombobulation to make the list of not as great as every other day. But my life in 2023 has been on point. I have been consumed with opportunities to be helpful. Which I do not want to stop. In fact, universe, accelerate. Let's see how far we can take this. Keep pushing people I can help in a capacity I can truly help them my way. And I will be there to deliver. At least if that's a thematic statement for February, it would be a fair one. And yeah, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of how much attention I gave the universe to those in need with what I could give in February. It makes me excited for the rest of the year. One of the things I did not give in February was a recording. Well, until today. But <clears throat> it wasn't necessarily even intentional. The first break was definitely intentional. First week, let's say. I needed some time. Hey, you pause. The rare yawn pause. Um, and I needed a break for... Hmm. Life reasons. Life in the past four weeks. Well, since Halloween, I have been challenged to rethink some of the platforms on which I had built my newfound and currently treasured tranquility, stability, and balance. Not 1% of me wants those things even threatened, let alone vanishing. And as recovering from an extreme lifestyle goes, whatever you think has brought you to your 
uh, your stability platforms that are foundational, well, the idea of <laughs> doing anything to threaten those uh, those bricks in your building of self-love, well, could start the whole self-loathing train wreck. Or at least, if that's where you came from, you certainly have to believe it's possible. And in that frame of mind, which admittedly is a sticky, self-involved, too analytical, get-over-yourself frame of mind, I, uh, I had the <laughs> pity party, I suppose, for myself, that I was no longer going to pursue romantic entanglement. I had fucked up enough uh, good relationships to decide that I just don't want to fuck up another one. If I want to just succinctly put the last four minutes of chatter into one sentence, that would be it. And... Okay, yeah, a couple of uh, opportunities have certainly rolled their windows down as they were driving by, but it was never, in fact, it was always to the point that I thought, well, no, universe, you can can get my attention, but you can't even have me 1% move myself that way. I'm not interested. And then the next one would be slightly more enticing and I would be just as not interested. And at some point, my disinterest crystallized in my own head, at least, into a full-blown, go-forward frame of life. Uh, Settled and productive and without complication and without the mm, default mechanism of trying to overly impress, all those things uh, having no place in my life gave my life all kinds of other meaning. Meaning I really now find um, as if I am completing some level of purpose throughout my life toward what it is for me to be here. And the idea of some level of cooperative partnership sounds awesome. But it sounds awesome no matter how that would evolve from that noisy neighbor below me who I reluctantly have to go down and finally say, man, I can take a lot, but your noise is too much. And we become lifelong friends? Well, if that's the sitcom I'm playing, fine. I'm all for it. And the idea that that would be some moonlighting scenario where Sybil Shepherd would, in season five, finally decide that my quirky ways and also um, un-Hollywood haircut would be enough to sustain a future of cooperative and ever so close companionship. I just didn't feel like my life needed that anymore.
after thinking desperately. Thinking isn't even fair. Feeling desperately that it needed that for 25 years. Um, and, and so then you have that recollection of what, what, uh, what got you out of the game, the hurt, the pain, all the ways that you had mishandled your relationships from lying to cheating to, um, thieving, I doubt, but probably, I don't know. I don't have an example, but I bet I could come up with one if I thought hard enough. Point is, there's a lot of transgression there that washes over you and puts you back into a reality check of, right, that's why. So there's really been no <laughs> entanglement uh, energy to even filter through because no one's even gotten past an initial drip until a floodgate opened sometime around the holidays. And I knew it was opening the whole time. I just was trying everything I knew to contain it and leave it alone, which I'm pretty good at, to be honest. And yet, it just wouldn't stand still. And so then you have to process, well, have I been lying to myself this whole time? And I guess, yes. But hold on, I got to pause. How many times in life do you say with the sort of self-flagellation that's intended. What the fuck am I doing with my life? Well, I used to say that a lot. I used to even say, I fucking hate my life. Out loud, at myself. Almost... Mm, <laughs> I can't remember what those declarative statements you are or you make when something happens, like when you say, ouch, if a hammer hits your hand. Uh, but it was those kinds of statements coming out of me. I wouldn't sum up a train of thought by saying, I fucking hate my life. No. I'd be walking through the living room and notice some cat hair floating beneath the couch and think, fucking hate my life. All of a sudden. Eruptions almost. And uh, and I learned this trick, oh, did I ever, uh, from my good old dad, who I believe still walks around saying, I fucking hate myself, or whatever he does, under his breath, but aloud. Um, it's certainly bizarre that I picked that habit up, considering my distaste for it as a child and adult. I didn't really start saying things like that until my 30s. And I guess if you don't know how to fix your life and you don't 
have a destiny that you've always wanted to grab in life, sooner or later, you end up screaming at yourself, I fucking hate my life. Or fuck this life. Or fuck everybody. Fuck the world. Fuck me. Well, other than as a clumsy propositional statement for some loving, most of those statements are nothing but self-loathing. And it's really hard to picture yourself not loving yourself. You know how hateful the world is, right? Everybody does. So if nothing else, you're there for yourself because nobody else is, has ever proven that beyond your own mom. Maybe your dad, probably not. Maybe your brother or sister, probably not. But it doesn't matter because whatever you've been through, endured, fucked up, conquered, been the star of, been the goat of, I mean, at this point, you still got your own back. Even if you're waking up, muttering under your breath, I fucking hate my life. Well, you know, sooner or later, that won't be true. Forever. Well, there's enough endurance and self Hmm, what? What is it that we have toward ourselves at our base level when even we don't like ourselves? Is it um, tolerance? Is it pity? Do we pity ourselves in the situations that we fail? Do we deny, reroute, overcome <clears throat> I really don't know I'm not here to tell you I'm not here to tell you anything well other than stuff that has reflective meaning or purpose in my evolution of character and commitment to my own destiny I've always known two things coming to this planet and one of them was that I was supposed to witness something or participate in, experience an event, <clears throat> something of magnitude that made <clears throat> the entire existence on this planet special. Now, could that be the obliteration of the planet? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. It could. But I spent a lot of February trying to figure out well, what the what the fuck do you tell people? Well, how do you tell people that you went from a calculating atheist to a mystical mumbo jumbo, the source of all soul energy is a common pool from which we draw everything that this is. And in these individual 
sacks of souls that we call human bodies, we are given opportunities to experience the entire gamut of emotional context that is the energy we create in these individual bodies that we give back to the universe. And participating in that exchange is phenomenal. It's the point of manifesting here. And for so long I didn't understand that. I couldn't even see that as as valuable experience. Emotional context has always been in my life, but I hadn't recognized how much of what I bring to a daily agenda for my own personal fulfillment is emotional fluttering, I call it now. Almost like a butterfly has an effect as it flaps its wings. I don't try to be anything but the upbeat, enthusiastic, so happy that today is the day that I'm experiencing now, person that I am, that whatever the situation is around me that may be less fulfilling than that, starts vibrating to my hum. And the more consistent I've been at delivering these energy emanations, the more consistently responsive my vibrational hum environments have become. From individuals to groups to cliques to unknowns, I keep finding the simulation exactly the way I would hope it would unfold. I'm helping the right people. They're giving me the right response in terms of thanks and um, appreciation in the moment and in reflection. I couldn't ask for more. I'm being challenged to think through how much connection the universe wants me to maintain and what 100% fulfillment of my life might really look like. These were thoughts I was pretty sure I had sewn up. So to open those books and put another chapter at the end that says, wait a second, maybe I jumped the gun. Well, it's thrilling. It's nerve-wracking. It's... <laughs> it's... Another way that my day has become awesome. So, <clears throat> February was a lot of staying true to what I've said is making my life better. Being kind, being forgiving, being understanding, and being helpful. I think if I just continue with those four initiatives... I have a feeling my life's going to work out great. And uh, at 53, with what I would say 
maximum halftime of life picture given our medical situation living to 106 now I don't really but if that were to happen I suppose there'd be some karmic justice in knowing that right before the half I started figuring some shit out which is not something I can say for the Broncos this year but probably for those Kansas City Chiefs, because goddamn after halftime, if the Philadelphia Eagles didn't shit the bed. Philadelphia, the more I think about that Super Bowl, the more I think you lost it. Although, congratulations, Andy Reid. You definitely outcoached them in the second half. But did they really win that Super Bowl, or did Philly lose it? Hard to say.